0: Popular Pig is also made possible by Johnsonville Foods, Highport Genetics, Minitube, Brenneman Pork, Fibro Animal Health, Swine Robotics, Innovative Heating, and Pigequipment.com. Brought to you by American Resources.
1: Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. My name is Matthew Rota, your host for today's episode. Today, we're joined by Dr. Marcio Goncalves to talk about transforming education in the swine industry. Thank you for joining us today, Marcio.
2: Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate the time and I want to make sure I congratulate you and, and the team for, for the amazing podcast you guys have.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Likewise to you. Uh, we're always one step behind because you're, you're definitely leaving, leading the industry in regards to education. And I couldn't be more thrilled to have you on as a guest for you to share your background and story. And where this is all going? Because we've definitely seen a huge change in what it means to learn—not just about our industry, but about one another. And you're definitely leading the way.
2: Well, we appreciate that. We don't know if we are leading the way, but we're <laughs> sort of throwing ourselves out there, right? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, let's. So, what is it. your
1: back, What is your background? And how did you get inspired? to go this direction having studied nutrition before this
2: for sure um so i'm originally from brazil i went to the vet school there and when uh and i was focused on pig production in the meantime after the second year of uh, vet school and then the final internship in the vet school i was able to to go to Cartage there under dr laura greiner to um do a research in in at high power one of the south farms there and i was driving and i was listening actually actually to the swine cast that many people know and i was like okay we need something like that in brazil so that's when we launched a podcast in brazil in 2012 uh about pig production in brazil and it's still running so that was the beginning you know how i got inspired i guess on in this arena and then after that went back to brazil to work in a production company there was driving a lot as many vets and nutritionists and, and so forth and production managers. And uh it was good. I I, be, I was basically trying to create something that I wish already existed, right? The podcast in Brazil. For a few years working there and then um emailed Dr. Steve Dritz at K-State asking for a consultancy and our grad school. So uh after that we interviewed and I went to K-State there. Uh, to study science nutrition um, for three years. It was an amazing time, one of the best times of my life. And then after that, went to work for PHC for uh, three years, um, traveling around the globe. Uh, and there's a fly here, okay, Matt, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> traveling, a- around <laughs> <and> <laughs> traveling around the globe, traveling around uh, the globe, you know, Japan, Philippines, uh, Australia, China, and Europe, and so forth. It was an amazing time to learn different things. Uh, we did a road trip uh, in UK, and I, I had to to learn how to feed sows outdoors because they still do some of that.
1: Oh, fun! Uh, you know,
2: so that's about it. And then about two and a half years ago, w- I launched Swine it
1: So, what was it like? How hard was it to take that leap from more of a traditional approach to we're going to go redefine education? And was that your goal starting out? I guess what was that like?
2: It took a little bit to, to, to find our true mission, right? Mm-hmm. To, took a little bit, um, but the, the leap was really hard. Uh, I mean, I think many people that work in the industry can relate to that. I mean, as a swine nutritionist, you have a good salary and everything and was a thrilling experience. Uh, so it was hard to to take the leap and open uh, my own company. There's always that insecurity and and things like that. And then to find our... Our mission, I mean, I think for a long time, beyond pig production, truly, my goal is to be able to create a positive impact, right, in the world. I guess that's pretty cliche, but it's something that, that I get excited. I talk with a lot of students every so often with some group of students, try to inspire them and, and things like that. But yeah, just trying to create a positive impact in the swine industry, very focused right now. Um, creating technical content. And our mission is to uh, reach 300,000 swine uh, professionals by the end of next year, so by the end of uh, 2023. Right now, we're at about 142,000. When we look at our social media across uh, four languages now, we have uh, English, Portuguese, Spanish, and also in Chinese with Dr. Uh, Xixi Shen. So uh, it's, been, it's been a wild ride for sure.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a lot of swine professionals, that is for sure. What is the current impact that you've seen outside of connecting with producers? And do you have any stories along the way where things got particularly hard or where things were particularly exciting that, uh, that you can kind of dive into?
2: Are you are you asking more over the last few years or over the last several years?
1: Uh, over the last several, the last several, and hopefully that fly doesn't. Uh... <laughs> I'm still
2: I'm still gonna get it. Oh, but here here's a funny story you might like this one, talking about flies. You know Quora.com, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so I've made only one contribution there, and it's how to kill a fly. So we, I, I need to I need to kill this fly. That's for sure.
1: So when when you started and you did your first and uh, he's making a guest appearance right on the on the monitor there and um uh, yeah. when when you did your first few podcasts what what was the goal around the story you were hoping to tell
2: our podcast uh, in Brazil but also the Swined podcast from a few years ago uh it's really to use that that time right of professionals as they are driving or flying to do that, but also as you've learned over the last few years, the audio now video and audio, getting some experts and having them digest their last few years or few decades in 30 minutes, I think it's pretty exciting to digest that uh wisdom, right? So yes. that that's been a lot of the energy behind it, I'd say.
1: So where is where is Swine Ed, or Swine going? And like, where is education going and how can we transform education in the swine industry?
2: Yeah. So my opinion, and from what I can tell, looking at education and not only in our industry, but across all different areas, there is a major revolution happening. And I don't think many people realize yet. Well, I guess many people realize that education system when it comes to uh, the student debt and all that kind of stuff, it's a... a hot uh, conversation. But on top of that, uh, of course, we have, I think most people would agree that our, our current system, it's a little bit old school, not saying that's wrong. There's also a lot of good things about it. I'm just saying that what we see in other industries is that there's a lot of expertise, right? So basically, you would do a course uh, about X, and you get pretty good at it, and that's what you do instead of studying four years to know a lot of stuff. I, I'll give you my example, right? Went to the vet school in Brazil. I focused on, uh, on swine uh, and still focus. Uh, so that's good. But, but when you look at a vet school, you have the base classes, but you, you learn all these species, right? Rabbit and bees and, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and wild animals. So it's like, okay, right? Of course, it takes a while for people and for students to figure out what they really want to work with. But it's a major trend right now. You can see that across social media, Instagram, and and other places where many areas like fitness and marketing and business and real estate, you you can find courses that you can take. I'll give you a simple example in in the marketing arena. You can do uh, a digital marketing paid ads course. It's not going to take you long, a few weeks, and, and that's your full-time job. And you're going to be very well-paid. So I, I use that example to say it's probably what's going to happen. I don't know how, you know when, maybe 10 years or whatever. But that's, there is a major revolution happening right now uh, around the globe, for sure. When it comes to the swine industry, as we know, it's going to take longer. But um, that's kind of part of our mission is to, to drive some of that transformation in the u.s right now in english we only have when it comes to course we have the elite swine nutritionist program but in brazil we have 20 to 30 courses already over the last few years and that's what we're going to be doing as well uh, in english and in spanish and so forth
1: that's really exciting and, and why do you think it is you had said you said of course we know it's going to take a little bit longer in the swine industry why do you why do you think the transformation of education in our industry will take longer. Is that a hunch? Do you, are you pretty confident about that and, and why?
2: Well, I think uh, most people would agree that uh, our industry sometimes takes a little longer to implement uh, new technologies or new ideas for, for a few different reasons. I think, in general, our industry is very, very skeptical, which I think is a good thing. But it takes those early adopters. And now if you look at the last few years with open housing, the stating style housing and, and antibiotic free and other things, the premium that producers get paid, to my understanding, you know, it's only beneficial for the early adopters because after that, it's the new bar and there's no premium anymore, you know. So um, there is something to be said about the early adopters, you know.
1: So what when we look at education in the swine industry and, and what you guys will be doing and when you're bringing classes to the US or English-speaking countries, what is the ideal candidate to go through these classes? If I'm a producer or an owner and I'm going to actually invest in my people, which people within my team are the best to be sending toward? Is this a new people without a whole lot of background in the swine industry or is this some of my more skilled individuals, three to five years in, what, what do you think is the most ideal? Not that everybody doesn't need more education. What's the most ideal?
2: Right. Well, when I look at the, the courses that we have the, in, in Brazil, for example, you'd have, I'd say the most of them right now, at least from what we have, it's, they are more for people that already know a little bit about the swine industry, you know? Uh, so you'd have things like uh, husbandry and, and health, even as as focused as enteric problems versus respiratory problems, you know, a course about mycoplasma and things like that. But when I look on the other hand, when I look at the LITSWA nutritionist program that we have here, the way I the way I designed it was, well, my goal was to see like I had the same question you have, right? So who is gonna be who's gonna benefit? So I kept it pretty broad. And we have all the way from account managers to young PhD science nutritionist to seasoned PhD science nutritionists with 30 years of experience and faculty members uh, there. So it's pretty wide ranging. So yeah, that, that's definitely a good question that we are always trying to, to answer.
1: So what's uh, when you had all that, that wide range of, uh, of students, were there any things that popped out where you're li- like, any aha moments? Through that swine nutritionist program, where you're like, "Aha! This is what we need to be doing," or "This is what we learned from this initial rollout."
2: Yeah, so a lot of the feedback we got was that people really appreciated how applied it was. So, uh, when I say applied, it's like real life instead of basic science. There is a role; there's definitely a role for for basic science. Uh, In my view, I think uh, we are. Too heavy on the basic and not as much on the applied uh, when, when you look at the, the industry, so a lot of the graduate programs, for example, are they often don't teach students on the economics,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: nutrition, for example, you know, so that was definitely uh, one of the one of the feedbacks.
1: Yeah, how to physically flow a farm. It feels like people can go through all of these classes and get these degrees, but when it comes down to it, if I threw you in a 5,000 head sow farm after six years of education, could you within a week flow a farm and manage the team? And it doesn't feel like that's there. It still feels like you get the same amount of time to need to train these guys and they'll pick it up a little quicker, but they can't just step in and flow a farm typically. Yeah.
2: And like rule of thumbs, right? Like, say if I have 5,000 sows, I'm going to win wean 2500 pigs a week and things like that right
1: yeah yeah what would you expect the 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 understanding of what's normal and what's abnormal and when i find something abnormal how should i respond and how quickly so just basic aspects of flowing a farm which at the end of the day is everything in in a lot of ways i mean you can go broke not flowing a farm right, or you can make a lot of money flowing it well, and it just seems like that's not, not always there.
2: Yep, yep, hundred percent. Yeah. So the real life side of things and learning the skills uh directly without a whole lot of uh, knowledge that's not gonna be used sometimes, you know.
1: So sometimes I'll, I'll run into, uh, quite often run into individuals where they've they worked in a style firm for a few years, promoted to managers, worked as a manager for seven years, and quite often after 10 years of experience, now probably 30, 31, 32 years old, maybe even 28, they'll say, I need to do something different now. I feel like I've, I've, I've capped my abilities. Um, do you think that they're hitting like Do you think there's a way to cap your ability or is it just a like why do you think so many people as they hit their early 30s are like well I did all I could now like what's next I mean are, are we not bringing continual education to these guys to keep them focused and, and hungry is is there really a they possibly truly being all they can be what do you think's driving a lot of that tough question hmm. yeah it maybe it may it, just opinions and unpopular opinions even good
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it's 100% opinions right uh unless they're yeah. talking about science uh <laughs> i believe that uh there's many people that get to the like you said early 30s and they're happy with their life and that's fine right they like that day to day and, and they're good there are other group of folks that get that get bored very easily right and i'm definitely on that one you know after a year year and a half right you probably too so a year and a half two years three years at the most doing the the same thing i get i got a little bored you know so um i don't know everyone knows the learning curve so once you for me once you start getting to that plateau it's time to to learn something else so i don't know so how do we do
1: that how do we do that? How do we help individuals who have maybe hit a plateau and think maybe I need to do something different find rejuvenation or more interest in growing? And, and, and is Swine It a an application for that? Is there ways to use these courses to keep managers, keep leaders interested in what they're doing today?
2: I think so, right? That that's part of that's part of our goal. And on a on a similar arena, as you know, uh, well, you guys, this podcast produces a lot of good content. Uh, we are launching uh, two new podcasts in English this year, uh, nine minutes each one. Uh, one focused on nutrition research, the other one focused on health research. It's going to be called Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast and the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. I say that because I think there is a lot of micro learning, right? So that mm-hmm. nine nine minutes that you are going to the farm uh you can get that injection of uh, new knowledge which as you know sometimes it's hard and everyone is busy and i know uh, the swine podcast for example is 30 40 minutes uh and and uh, so now we're doing that one so people don't have excuse to not listen to right so that is uh, <laughs> yeah that's I I, that. I
1: I i like i just like hearing sometimes just the back and forth conversations, the what ifs, the the BS around taking two individuals who have a pretty good background or an individual with a really good background and just allowing them to just talk. Because sometimes yeah. we're, we're always so go, 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 go. It's like, well, why? what does this person truly believe and why? And quite often they, they believe it, but they know it may not be true. And just what are all the what ifs of our industry and what if swine it can play a huge role in transforming some of the labor challenges that we're having? Mm. And it's, it's a very big possibility that swine it does solve, help solve these problems.
2: Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, You're putting a different, uh, a slightly different uh, injection of ideas here for us. That's, I like it. Uh, So far, as you know, so far we focused a lot of uh, on the nutrition, on, on the vet. Uh, But we are definitely transitioning more into the production managers and and staff uh, over the next few years. You know, that's for sure. Back to your podcast uh, or the conversation aspect that you just mentioned. uh, There is something I heard the other day that I thought was cool is that uh, the best podcasts uh, are never going to be recorded, right? Oh, Yes. uh, me, Minnie, there, I'm sure you have, a, have had a lot of conversations like, wow, whoa, I, I wish we had recorded that. And, uh,
1: yeah, like, like, let's hit record. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. That's why we started it because with COVID, I mean, so many more people meeting over Zoom, I was like, holy cow, I'm going to be having all these conversations with a lot of people that are doing amazing things. And why not just hit record? Mm-hmm. Why not just hit record and let my whole team hear what I'm hearing? It's so mm-hmm. that way I'm not regurgitating it and messing it up. <laughs> Let's keep it mm-hmm. authentic to what they're saying. And no, I mean, it's great to have you on the podcast for you to talk about swine it. And I know that things are still kind of in the beginning of what you're wanting to do here in the States. And it's going to be very exciting. And, and I wish you the very best. Before we go, I'd like to ask you a couple questions.
2: Mm-hmm. The first
1: is, what's something about you most people that you work with or in the industry do not know?
2: Most people do not know. About me or in, gen- or in general?
1: Yeah. Or can you kick somebody's butt in jiu-jitsu?
2: <laughs> well, my wife can. So my <laughs> wife uh, my wife is black belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, I guess from my side, uh, i in 2016, I did a full Ironman triathlon in, in Switzerland. Uh, oh, wow.
0: 15,
2: yeah, 15 hours. Uh, one, one is enough, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's got to be that had to be tough. Uh, that, uh, at what point of that triathlon? At what point of that fifteen hours? Where you, where do you hit your wall? And and after the wall, where, where is it? Is it is it constantly a battle, or do you have to go through one or two battles, and then it's kind of like, well, we're in it. It's been four hours, four hours, and fifteen hours. It is what it is. Is there a wall, or is it just a constant battle?
2: Oh my gosh, man, uh, it's it's brutal. You know, uh, <laughs> swimming swimming for two hours, and then uh, biking for seven and then uh running for six it's just yeah for me the biggest biggest learning is that 70 percent of the outcome is mind not the body so that resilience and uh, Mm -hmm. that was really cool to see you know
1: you probably get to a point where your body's numb regardless
2: yeah i mean you just you have to (laughs) embrace the embrace the the pain i guess
1: so what golden nugget could you share with listeners? A life lesson, something that helped guide you as you move forward.
2: Life lesson. Okay. So that is the number one value from our company. And I not I never seen this, but our company has values in priorities. Okay. Okay. So the number one, the highest priority value in our company is uh, progress, not perfection. Um, hmm. on, you know, so, in another word, in another words, uh, done is better than perfect. Because, boy, I, I, yeah, we sometimes we get to to focus on the perfection, which there are some arenas where perfection is extremely important. But from uh, when you're trying to grow a company, or 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 even say if you want to do an Ironman triathlon, right? Well, first thing, I don't know, register for a five k run. Yeah. You know so just just do something right so you action. don't have to
1: win right just finish
2: yeah yeah and i think amazon has something like that and they call it a uh, bias for action which is a similar concept it's just, just do it do yeah. it learn do it again learn it again you know
1: that's awesome well thank you marcio for joining us on the popular pig podcast it's been a pleasure to have you on and and we we all thank you and look forward to, to sharing this with all of our listeners
2: Hey, I appreciate it, Matt. Congratulations again, and and thanks for the time.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Popular Pig. We aspire to learn and grow together through the experience and wisdom shared by our esteemed guests. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com to receive updates when new episodes are available. Popular Pig is brought to you by SwineTech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce Piglet and Sow deaths, visit SwineTechnologies.com.